Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When illegal blockades hurt workers and endangered public safety, police were clear that they needed tools not held by any federal, provincial, or territorial law. It was only after we got advice from law enforcement that we invoked the Emergencies Act. So we just heard the Prime Minister say that it was police advice, police advice, that uh, caused the government to invoke the Emergencies Act. Okay. Remember that. So we do know, though, that former Ottawa Chief of Police Peter Slowly told Parliament this past week that he did not ask the government to invoke the Emergencies Act to clear Ottawa streets of trucks and blockades, nor is he aware of any other Ottawa police official who did. We have the current Ottawa Acting Chief of Police, Steve Bell, who's also said he didn't advise the Trudeau government to invoke the Emergencies Act, and RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky testified she also did not advise that the Emergencies Act be invoked. Liberal cabinet ministers and the prime minister have said police, as you just heard, advised that this EA become part of the Canadian landscape to create order in the country, including clearing several border crossings. Karis Weibel is back with us, Director of the Fundamental Freedoms Program at the Canadian Civil Liberties Association and the CCLA, is in court as far as this EA is concerned. Ms. Weibel, thank you very much for coming back on the program. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Just fine. I mean, I'm just, I still want to be playing hooky. You know, <laughs> when, you, when you come back from vacation, you just want it to continue for just a little longer. But anyway... Well, tell us, please, ex- describe to us, please, or explain to us, please, what the legal action is, what it concerns, what you're doing at the CCLA as far as the Emergencies Act is concerned. What are you after? So we are seeking, um, we've, we've brought an application for judicial review, which means that we're asking the, the federal court in this case to take a look at um, the, the actions of the government in invoking the Emergencies Act and the particular orders that they put in place as a result of, of proclaiming an emergency and, and basically assess whether the legal threshold under the Act was, was met um, and whether the measures that were put in place by, um, by the government were, um, were necessary and proportional. Um, so, so really to sort of assess the legality uh, and the constitutionality of, of the acts of government. So... If I understand correctly, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association isn't satisfied with what you've heard from the government. No, I mean at, at this point, the, the justification that the government has put forward, and um, you know, primarily what we're looking at is the justification that the government um, wrote down and gave to both houses of parliament as they're required to do under the Act. Um, they talk a lot about um, that justification. Talks a fair bit about economic. Um, you know, economic concerns. Um, there's sort of mention of, of a threat to national security, but it's really not. Um, it's really not spelled out exactly what that means or what the basis of that assessment is. And um, and so no, I mean, what we've heard from government so far doesn't satisfy us that the threshold was met, and um, and it's something we want the court to take a look at. And, and fortunately, you know, under the Emergencies Act, there are other avenues as well for. Um, for some scrutiny of this, there's the public inquiry. There's the, um, you know, a, a, a joint 
Parliamentary Review Committee that's taking a look at this. So there, there'll be a number of, you know, eyes on this. And um, and I think it's important that we get a full accounting of, of, you know, what evidence the government had and how they came to the decision that they did. If I remember our previous conversation correctly, you also have concern about this inquiry and whether it's going to focus on what it should be focusing on. Well, I certainly... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry? No, sorry to interrupt. I, I definitely was concerned about that um, initially when the, when the government's um, you know, order and council came down sort of describing uh, what the inquiry was tasked with doing, um, which focused a lot on sort of understanding the, uh, the genesis of the convoy and, and the, the, the funds, the fundraising and all of that. Um, but, but since that, the, the commission now has put out some, some documents and some information, and it, it seems uh, to me that the commission recognizes that its mandate is, is um, I guess, broader than what the government has said, and, and they do talk about the need to assess you know, whether, really whether there was a justification uh, to to invoke the Emergencies Act. and okay, whether so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. You just heard the Prime Minister, we played the clip, where he said very clearly, the government invoked the Emergencies Act on the recommendation of police, law, law enforcement. We now have two Ottawa Chiefs of Police and the RCMP Commissioner testifying before Parliament. They did not advise the federal government to invoke the Emergencies Act. But cabinet ministers continue to insist that that is what they did and why they did it. How much of a concern is that to you? Um, well, I mean, I, I think it's a concern because, uh, you know, it's interesting uh, during the convoy and, and uh, you know, after the emergency was declared, the government talked a lot about it, this concern about misinformation and, um, you know, misinformation that was being spread by, by convoy organizers and things like that. Um, and here, I think what we see is that um, when the government isn't clear and forthcoming about you know what's going on, um, it, it it leads to the same problems. People are are not sure what to believe. Um, they're not sure who to trust. And you know, I, I think there's different ways to to look at this. I think um, the government could be saying, um, you know, law enforcement didn't specifically tell us invoke the Emergencies Act. They told us what they needed, and we determined that the Emergencies Act was the only thing that could give us that. I think that's, that's a possible justification, but it's certainly not clear from anything that we've heard from the government that that's what's going on. And uh, what, what I heard from the prime minister was that they did what they did because of the advice of law enforcement. But let's talk about the Emergencies Act itself and the significance of this particular piece of legislation, which replaced the War Measures Act in the 1980s. This is the I use this term probably far too loosely, but it's the parliamentary nuclear option, is it not? It is government saying society is in some level of distress, and we need to clear this up. Absolutely, it's. I mean, it's it's a, it's extraordinary powers, and um, at least for a few days, it, it's government exclusively by by way of executive order. There's no. Um, you know, we do fortunately in the Emergencies Act have these safeguards built in that that both houses of Parliament have to um, affirm the proclamation of an emergency within a certain period of time. But until they do that, it's basically just the the cabinet and ultimately the prime minister that decide this is what we need to do and these are the powers we're going to exercise. And uh, you know, in the case of of this declaration of emergency, it wasn't just 
uh, empowering law enforcement. It was also empowering financial institutions to do things and to take some pretty extraordinary steps. So, um, yeah, it is. I, I think, you know, calling it the nuclear option is not um, not not too far off base. Okay, now the steps that were taken by government. Do you have concern that they were too drastic, too dramatic, un- unnecessary, the level at, uh, at which they were taken, unle- unnecessary? Do you have concerns about that? We do. I mean, the, the you know, the emergency, the, the sort of regulations that came into effect under the proclamation affected um, the ability of Canadians to, to gather and protest across the entire country. Um, it wasn't confined to the areas where there were these these issues. It had an impact um, and certainly a, a, a potential impact. And there was a lot of confusion about what what these powers meant. But when it came to sort of this idea that people's you know bank accounts could be frozen, a lot of Canadians didn't didn't sort of understand how that would work and what that meant for them if they had you know just made a donation but not been involved in any other way. Would would that affect them? And and I think frankly, financial institutions weren't really sure what what they were supposed to do. Uh, so, so those are some of the things that we want to explore, um, certainly as part of the public inquiry. Um, and, uh, and I think that the, the Parliamentary Review Committee is looking at. Um, but these were sweeping powers. And, um, you know, and they affected every Canadian Everybody. from coast to coast to coast. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.